Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Happy weekend, everybody. You've made it to your Friday. Jesse's in for a while. And don't forget, we're finishing up the week of our first week where we go till 630. Black and Abdallah will be alongside in about 15 minutes to crosstalk. A busy day today. A lot of uh, debating about what uh, Caleb Williams may want or not want and what Colin Coward said or didn't say. Crazy type of day. And there's also the article from Crane Chicago that says the Bears are probably going to be announcing this, making this public soon, that their sole focus is going to be like that south lot, building on that south lot, and it's going to be a part of the Illinois Sports Authority, and um, it's going to be a dome stadium where they can have, you know, the Super Bowl and a Final Four and everything like that. Can I ask you a sort of dumb, naive question? Because I haven't followed this story, right? I I got my own beat to follow. What do you think there was an agenda all along to use Arlington Heights to force the city or to force the city, you know, use the city for Arlington Heights? Like, has there been a a leverage play or is it like, I don't know, this guy wrote, it's kind of just happened this way where they start. They went to Arlington Heights. Right. And now that Kevin Warren has taken over. He likes the city better, and he they just change. Like, yeah, uh, there's multiple things that they say in this. They say because of the cost that has risen in developing that 300-acre land up in Arlington Heights, um, that it, it forced them to the city. The difference between Ted Phillips' running point and, and Kevin Warren running point, there was a difference in opinion. Like, like one guy lives in the suburbs here. We want right. a suburban yes, stadium. Ted, Ted Phillips, the other guy li- lives yes. down here. That's crazy that that would hinge on well, that. Well, remember, look, the Bears for many, many decades had zeroed in on Arlington Heights. George Hallis won in Arlington Heights for many years. So that's what I'm wondering. Are these like ploys? Just like, okay, now, now they're po- talking to the city again to, 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 to get Arlington Heights to... Get, I, I think it's know. multifold. I think yeah. the change in in leadership with the city, right. Lori Lightfoot to that Brandon actually, Johnson, it, it that that expedited a better relationship with the Bears. I think the changing of the president with the Bears from Ted Phillips to Kevin Warren shifted things. I think the tax situation with Arlington Heights uh, changed the way they look. The costs of developing the three hundred acre land in Arlington Heights changed a lot okay. of things so the, the mayor I, thing is interesting because i know that impacts that's impacted the cubs as well you know there, there, there's roadblocks to getting an all-star game at wrigley field because of security and things like that and things weren't working with Lori lightfoot in terms of getting that done i think it sounds like the same thing was here with the stadium now maybe things have changed under brandon we'll see yeah we'll I, see. look i want to i i want a new stadium and i don't care where it is my only concern is getting there. Get me the arteries. Yeah. Get me in and out of Soldier Field. Get me sidewalks where I don't have to go through a maze if I want to walk to the city. Get me some places around Soldier Field where I could dine and I don't have to walk a country mile to get to. Like it, it, getting out of that place is really tough on foot and on car. It's not easy if even if you live close to there. 
in the city. It's not easy. We've all talked about that. This isn't like a, a city versus suburban thing, whether you live in the burbs, like Black lives in the city. We've talked about this many, many times. Or the fact that if you want to go north, you can only drive south a lot of times right. because they, they cut off your access to driving north on Lakeshore Drive after a game because so many cars are going that way. So, But let's uh, right now get to Aki's A-list. It's time for Aki's A-list. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world, Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, Tyler, what do you got here? All right, we've been talking a lot about Caleb Williams today, but there was a little Justin Fields nugget that was released by Albert Breer in his mailbag talking about the trade market for Justin Fields. And he says, if Chicago wants to extract the best value it can for Justin Fields, it'd be preferable to get the process of finding a trade partner off the ground between now and the beginning of March. Once the league year starts, quarterback spots across the NFL will start to fill up. Kirk Cousins will decide on a home. Baker Mayfield will too, and so will scores of others. So if the Bears drag their feet on this, they could miss the market at the position. That's why I'd bet that fields could be moved around the time of the NFL scouting combine or so if I were a betting man. Do you think, Justin Fields, we will get the framework of a deal for a Justin Fields trade if he is indeed traded before the new league year starts. I think it was interesting. We talked about that in the pre-show fistfight. Yeah, because a lot of teams have to move if they are not going to draft a quarterback in free agency because there aren't going to be quarterbacks available in free agency. I, I, I think the answer is yes as well. I think that's what you said, Sylvie, because I also think there's a, a secondary thing to this. Just to clear it out now, just if you're going to move on, do it. And, and just make make everybody, including maybe make Caleb Williams clear on your on your intentions. Because if you trade him, it's probably pretty clear you're, you're drafting Caleb, right? So I, I think for a bunch of reasons, but mostly strategic ones, like you guys just mentioned, I think the answer is yes. All right, this was earlier today. We had Colin Cowherd on, but he earlier today had Jim Harbaugh on his show, and he asked Jim a very interesting question about his former quarterback at Michigan. Can I ask you about J.J. McCarthy as a kid? How do you think he'll do? What, what does he bring to the table that maybe I can't see as a TV viewer? Uh, arm talent, athleticism, it factor, uh, winning with numbing repetition. Uh, don't be surprised when he, if, when he goes to, uh, he's the number one quarterback off the board. That's that's my prediction right now. Uh, when people get a load of, of uh, JJ and what he, you know, how he can throw the ball, how he spins it, his athleticism, uh, his intelligence, uh, you know, talk about it factor. You know, he's got it. The competitiveness that he has, and uh, and they get around him and they really start digging in and they start talking to him. Uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's an early prediction for the twenty twenty four. NFL draft. We both know Jim Harbaugh, but I I, I really want to know. I would really want what he's smoking right now. That's what I would like. Justin to Herbert for the number one pick. Come, Come on. get your guy. Oh, but but he was going Gaga over Justin Herbert. Oh, he's going hey, Gaga hey, over hey, JJ. Yeah, the, I know the, the, the player that didn't that rookie clock didn't he like 
didn't they not throw a pass for like four quarters or something between two games or something? Yeah, the Penn Come State on. game. Yeah, he threw like eight passes all game. The first quarterback off the board. He runs the ball. Like he ran the ball yeah. a lot too in San Francisco. I what, mean, what is that's Jim what he does. Why, why couldn't he just send the third quarterback off the board? I mean, that gives you a little bit more credibility. Yeah, I understand. Maybe you won't be the first court, but like I could understand, like if you want to make the bold prediction that JJ McCarthy eventually will be the best quarterback, that would be fine. But, like, but do you think he's trolling the Bears at all, Harbaugh? Yeah, no, I don't. You don't think, think, it's, I don't you think, think Harbaugh it's just... trolls? I don't think he knows what trolling is. So you think this is clearly just a hometown thing? hundred percent. Loving his guy. I don't know if J- uh, Jim Harbaugh knows who has the number one overall pick. No, Come he on, knows now. that he knows that. But yes, this is him just being a hometown guy. I mean, it's just come on, it's ridiculous. And JJ McCarthy is from here, by the way. Uh, Nazareth. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. big deal. He's not going to be drafted by the Bears one or two or whatever. Well, after Caleb Williams doesn't want to play here, right. according to <laughs> and Drake yeah, May. Yeah. And we, and we, we, have, and we have PTSD from North Carolina quarterbacks. Yeah, That's right. A yeah, so. couple of hometown kids. JJ comes to Chicago for the Bears. Caleb goes to Washington. Yeah. All right. Good day to have Jesse in because I am sick and tired of every day opening up Twitter huh. and seeing Cody Bellinger's name <laughs> trending every single day. It has been the biggest frustration of mine for the last month is whenever I open up Twitter and I'm searching something or I see the trending tab, and it's always Cody Bellinger. Is there a question? <laughs> Do you have an answer? <laughs> I don't have an answer, but I, 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 don't, I, I see some of the reporting, and it's just so ridiculous. Like, you know, he's likely to come back, but nothing close, and he hasn't decided. Like, what? There's been an impasse for months. I've reported this. They are not on the same page. Will they someday be on the same page? I don't know. I do know, and I'm pretty sure that Jed won't blink. It'll have to be Bellinger and Boris who come back to the table for a smaller deal. But if you ask me today, I think it's 51-49. He does not come back. He does what? not come back. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't know this. You've never told me this. No, you're, you're, I'm saying if you ask me today. 51-49, he's not coming back? Yes, yes. Why? Because I go off a of history. They have not signed a Boris client. This is going to be the one at the end of spring tra- at the end of the offseason or into spring training? I'll bet you. You want to bet now? Sure. I got to bet. Sure. Because, right. I, I mean, I get the field, well, so it's a better bet. Dinner. Okay, dinner. Dinner. We got a dinner bet All that right. Cody Ballinger ends up being, I say Cody Ballinger ends up being a cub. You say he does not end up being a cub. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm 51-49 on it. Right. You know. That's the, right. No, no, I'm just saying, like, i open to being wrong about it. But, but seeing and, and talking to people and everything else, I get that th- everyone thinks there's no market for him. He's got to come back. There's been many times where Boris has it in a market and he gets it done. Sure. And I will tell you, if, if, if another team gives him the number anything close, he'll, he'll jump. He'll jump. He won't come back to the Cubs and start right. negotiating. That's what the, the Cubs are playing a game of chicken. They are right. playing We're a game sure. of chicken and are more than willing to move on. They are. That was the plan from the beginning. Well, what is PCA their, was going to be the future. What, what is this their was backup? going to be a one-year deal. Here's my question. Their backup it, is Talkman starts. PCA is well, well, in the background. They, where, where are they getting the production that he supplied? I don't have an answer. They're not. Because they've got to sign not. somebody. They have, this, to rep- they have the second-ranked farm system. They're going to let that cook and see what develops. And, and, and hopefully Craig Council is worth about five wins. Well, I mean, and they can challenge in an average division. And then in the coming years, 
they might explode because Owen Casey's great, Kate Horton's great. That's the thing, Sylvie. Matt Mervis. <laughs> but that's the thing. Kelly they are Mervis. willing to. So that's why my answer is my answer, because they are willing to walk away. They are willing to walk away. Jesse, you surprised me with that. 51-49. Yeah. Okay. A bet has been made on Aki's A-list. All right, we're going to cross talk with Black and Abdallah, start the weekend with them. It's all coming up and brought to you by Steinhoffel's next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, it's time to cross talk with Black and Abdallah. It's brought to you by Steinhoffels for Chicagoland locations. Newest one in Harwood Heights. I shop at the one in Vernon Hills. Jesse's in for Waddle. Boys, what'd you think of the whole uh, Colin Coward stuff? Um, I thought it was good. You know, I, I listen to Colin a lot. So I hearing him give what he's heard on the air as far as inside information around the USC program or, or around people in Los Angeles, it's not really surprising to me. I, I don't know if it's necessarily a true walk back what took place today on his show, but he got new information and he relayed the new information, which is different than the information he had yesterday. Right, right. Like yeah, if he, tell him what you said before he came back down, Sylvie. What? That I, I've team seen, Jesse, that he team said. Jesse team on Jesse. this? <laughs> well, I just think that, like, like Chris said, I think that maybe he talked to him the last time he talked uh, to whether it's Caleb himself or his dad or his camp or whatever was probably before the end of the USC season, which was probably it was, was a couple months ago. And then things changed from a couple months ago. And a couple months ago, he probably was like, yeah, we're, you know, we might not want to go to Chicago. We don't know what's going on there. We don't know about the stability. We don't know. Because by then, at that point, you didn't know whether or not Eberflus was going to be back. You didn't know who the offensive coordinator was going to be. You didn't know who the uh, passing game coordinator was going to be. You didn't know who the quarterback's coach was going to be. All that stuff. Now that we know all that stuff, maybe he's like, hey, okay. Chicago's not I, I, that I bad. I just think yeah, when you, but he reported it yesterday. When you right, when you have, well, yeah, but he hasn't that, talked to him yet. Right, that's that's mm-hmm. my point. Like when you have this big platform, like right. he does, Sylvie's right about like, this. Respect the platform. Yeah. Look, and and I'm fine with him getting all. Like I was talking to a Kebbo in the elevator. He's been wrong about a lot of prospects, whether it be Josh Rosen or Lamar Jackson. That's fine. Like, you can have opinions about guys and be wrong about – we're all going to be wrong about guys all the time. That's opinion-based. We all get a lot of things right, a lot of things wrong. That's, but when you go on and you talk about somebody's – what they are saying, what their opinion about going somewhere is, you better be right. You, you can't misrepresent the way they think and the very next day well, change but- what they think. But in his mind, he was right. But, but I think he's changing what he, what he thinks he from what he heard. It, 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 well, no, but in his mind, with the information Cowherd had yesterday, he was, in his mind, that's what he heard. And then he got the phone call last night, and he had to come on the air today and say, I got a phone call last night, and he said he doesn't care about going to Chicago. If, if you get something and you're delayed eight weeks from telling it, then you probably shouldn't tell it to begin with. Like if, if you didn't tell well, it eight weeks ago, don't wait on it. And if you're going to report something, then circle back, go to the camp before then. 
you report well, something. Well, like Jesse today, just now, just before we walked in, Jesse said, I'm 51% thinking that Bellinger's not going to be a Cub. If Jesse gets in his car and Bellinger's agent, Boris, heard that and texted him, he goes, hey, it's it's like 80, 80 to 90% we're signing with Chicago. Then Jesse has to come back on the air with that new information. It's the same. To me, it's the same thing. Well, well, you know, it's also... Yeah, but I that's think, more direct. Like, I feel like Colin probably got the original information, I don't know, a little bit more indirectly, well, and then, then he gets a call directly. But how did it happen know. yesterday? Yesterday, he didn't lead his show with this, no, saying, that's, I have weird. this information. Yeah. It was during their news segment right, in the middle the of the show. That. It just came up. That's why I think it's just some I've been sitting today, on this. He's today, saying. it came up. It was the start of his show was yeah. addressing what he said yesterday. So I, I do think there's a little bit of a difference with like the premeditated. I have news that I have to share opposed to this is something that I've heard for a while. And now I'm saying because it because he got called out by Caleb Williams camp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But what I'm saying is what he said yesterday wasn't the lead of his show. No, it doesn't have you know, to be. Like, but it was still like the Caleb Williams camp felt motivated enough yeah. well you're me- misrepresenting how we're thinking okay, so here's the thing he never said today and this is where you and i i think agree chris that he didn't really walk it back all he did was relay what someone else was saying to him he didn't yes. say hold up folks i was wrong he never said that caleb no. williams no, wants to no, come no, no, to no. chicago he never said all that. he did was relay someone else's information yeah someone else being upset with what they heard yes, yesterday exactly and then, those are two different things yeah, yeah. I think he still believes it. That's yeah. why Cow- he made this whole pitch well, to us. I think he believes that. I think that Cowherd believes that the situation in Washington is better than the situation that, that in Chicago. That he made clear. Yes. That he made clear. And does, so does he's, Caleb believe that, though? Well, he might. But he might, you never know. We don't know. Like he, but he also said that from what he heard from his camp is that he thinks the defense is really good, is that they've got weapons and they've got a bunch of cap space. And do you, Okay, do you guys believe that? Because he made a point to say to you guys, he also said it on a show today. Do you believe that whoever this person is in Caleb Williams' camp who called Cowherd last night, do you believe that they said word for word, if Houston could do it with a defense and just a couple of weapons, then no, we could win in Chicago? Because he said it on I the think, show today. I think he's pontificating. And then he said it to you guys. And he said it the same way both times. I, I think both a caller times. said it right. Take, he's, take, he's taking a lot of liberties yes. in, in a, on a platform where you probably shouldn't take liberties. I, I agree with you there. I, I do think there is an element that it is possible that people close to Caleb Williams don't want him to come here because they think the Bears are really bad. And I think that was probably the mindset before we entered November and into December and Eberflus and the team and the defense got hot and they won some games and like it's unusual that a team that won seven games the year before will have the number one That's pick, what I tried to so say so I think yeah. some people see Chicago Bears All these and what they've bad, been though. in the past That's what no, I said. This, yeah. is, this is I, different. That's why this is a different team. This team can make the playoffs no, next that, season. No, 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 no. My this point is, is that all the teams in the top three are terrible. Are the well, the yeah. number one team that with a, the team with the yes. number one pick usually sucks. Yes. Right. And yes. so it is possible that someone close to Caleb Williams or his dad originally saw Chicago Bears always been bad bad quarterback play bad coaching without really following up with the rest of the season and this team is not your typical number one selecting team i agree i think his dad and i'm saying it i think his dad whether it be on the usc sideline says something to colin or he's talking at a party and it gets back to colin ah screw chicago washington would be great somehow it gets to colin and he uses it 
And, yeah. and, and is it irresponsible? I don't know. But then the call comes from the official camp, Caleb's people, and he says, no, 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 we're not anti-Chicago. Yeah. So I, I think I that's think, what happened. I think that's what, yeah, yeah. I agree with and, you. And so, okay, that's why I think it's a today story, but in April, he'll get drafted by the Bears and nobody will care. Well, and that's why, like, if, if they actually are concerned about winning, this is a better situation than Washington. Right. It's a better situation in New England. No, that's where Colin they, this was is way a, off. Well, this is a ready-made team to win football games next season. And Wilbon, who has written in Washington, has lived in Washington, pointed that out. And, and uh, Carmen tried to bring this up, too, but Yurko tried to... To, to dance around it, they don't develop quarterbacks in Washington, even though they've got Super Bowls from years and years ago. Even when they won, they didn't win with a franchise quarterback. They plugged in different guys, you know, mm-hmm. Doug Williams, Mark Rippon, um, who was there was a third quarterback in there, too, with Joe Gibbs. But even recently, the Bears have been to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship since Washington has. Well, and, and even yeah. the if you say, no. okay, I want to go to New England, hasn't developed any quarterbacks. <laughs> well, Brady. No. Belichick's gone. Who's there that's developed a quarterback? And by the way, the whole like, I mean, for, it's, it's, Belichick's gone, so it's no not, one there. It's not the city anyway. Like, it's regimes that haven't developed. It's just silly to think that just because a team never has, they can't. It, it depends on the people around him. I mean, yeah. it just he, one of these teams is going to develop a quarterback that hasn't in a while. I also think if we go back to yesterday, like what is it, Matt? Like even if Cowherd's original thoughts was correct in what he's hearing from their camp, like what does it matter? Well, it would matter the if, if they have all the leverage. If right. they want to take the player, yeah. they're going to take the no, player. I, and but guess what? But if they get wind of this sort of thing, maybe they would be more inclined to trade down and it becomes it becomes something all right then you take Drake may yeah well i guess but okay. i'm just saying i, I it just could have an impact on, on, the world, on the world on the football world it's it could it's just not the final yeah, thought on it you I know agree. what i mean like i i still think that there is a lot of stuff that goes around William, Caleb williams that maybe isn't his actual thought i think it's coming from the father maybe other people who are close to him yeah like i don't think like adam asked me the other day have i ever heard or read anything that he's a bad dude no. I have no. I try to read a lot about USC football. I follow the team. Uh, I think it was kind of lame that when they played poorly, he would conveniently never speak to the media. But his head, his head coach allowed him to do that. His head coach also missed some media obligations towards the end of the season when they weren't playing well. So, that, I mean, maybe that's a whole thing that has to do with Lincoln Riley and not necessarily Caleb Williams. I've never heard a story about where like his teammates don't like him or that he's a bad guy. No, no, no. That's he's not, not dressing, I just think he's not dressing in a separate locker room. Yeah, you like, know? I, like I he's just, not, you know, yeah, he's not Bo Callahan. He's not Bo Callahan. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I exactly. I, I no one, no he's not taking his, his own party. car. I mean, he's got his own car, I think but he's guys not like him. Not I don't know. The team I just, bus, you, know? you know, I don't. I, you know, I think it would be different if we had tangible stories where, like, he didn't get along with teammates. He didn't get along with like people that are around him. I don't know. I, I love this conversation. I love the I debate. But I would give everything for a time machine and just go to April. 24th. I know. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> like I would just. I would just do everything you know, in my power. You know how fun that night's going to be when they drive April twenty fourth. Yeah, it's going to be gonna crazy. Be great. I, I said that today, like to Danny. I go, I, I just want to get, I want to get there too. I just want to get and there. And Danny's like, no, this is great. No, it is. Mama. It is. Adam, I'll have a White Sox God. report from the ballpark no, that thanks. night, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm headed to the house that John Shire built, JV Girls against Maine South tonight. Oh, nice. So All right. Emily, let's go. Let's nice. go.
There you go. It's There's a big, it's big. Jesse and I are going out to dinner tomorrow. Yes, nice. we are. How about that? Separate tables though, and checks. <laughs> one, one bill. Going you right guys to have Jeff. to sit back to back at separate <laughs> tables. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, uh, good seeing you, though, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, thanks to Jesse for filling in. Tyler and Meller, thank bye, you. Bye. Thank you to Colin Coward who joined us today, and Jeff Garland with Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back. All right, Black and Abdallah coming up next. For Jesse, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend.